I have not been able to do any editing on any shows. Do you want to like, send? You want to send me back that? Uh, I don't even know where I have it, but if you send me back that file, I'll edit it. Do you remember when we recorded it? Uh, no, you don't. Okay. Uh, well, that that wasn't my that wasn't my stalling. Uh, that was my thinking. Uh, you may be like, yeah, okay, never mind. Like it's not my uh the prolonged. Avengers Spotlight. the book there it is okay here's the book <clears throat> you ready yep am i bringing us in or are you <laughs> sorry i was looking for my glasses uh 132 okay hello and welcome to avengers spotlight today we are continuing our long trek through the celestial madonna saga and today we'll be covering Avengers 132, and this time around, I have with me one of my two partners in crime, Mr. Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Saturday Night, Paul Spataro. <laughs> I don't know if I live up to either of those, but okay. <laughs> Mr. Curmudgeon, so, possibly. Mr. Misanthrope. Mr. Curmudgeon. Mr. Mister. Mr. Mister. So, uh, we got any new Avengers news? I have a little. Oh, good. Oh, is it your recent acquisition? Yeah, which I've actually already, by this time people hear this, I've already posted on Facebook. The, uh, um, the, uh, Mr. Derek William Crabb sent me the last book I needed to complete the full run of Volume 1. Well, technically, Volume three as well the way it's cataloged but but full run of the avengers up until they started all the crazy freaking relaunches that's pretty uh, impressive so it was been a long long trek and and him and scott were, were the ones that put me over the edge over, over the last uh basically the last like well Derek sent me stuff back at in the end of December, beginning of January. He sent me two of the last four issues I needed. And Scott, when Andy came over from England, he gave Andy a book. He gave me a book. He gave me his number four. And uh, Derek, again, came through and has uh, provided me with a copy of number two. That's so. pretty awesome. So I have a thank you as well. It's not an Avengers-related thank you, but I have a thank you. And I just got in the mail yesterday from friend of the show, Socrates Alvarez. And he sent me a package that had Invaders numbers 1 and 2, which now puts me at the point where I only need two issues to complete that run. I need issues 10 and 12, and that is it. Which So that's, that's a very welcome addition. And he also sent me, and Russell will appreciate this, DC Comics Presents number 10. Which I don't, I think I'm missing a decent amount to get a complete run on that. But it gives me uh, a good slot of my early run on it. Hmm. So that was pretty cool, and I appreciate it from Socrates. Oh! It's not quite Avengers number two, but it's still appreciated. <laughs> I I do have another little 
tidbit. Um, I've been using the, the that CLZ app, and yes. I've been cataloging a lot of my Avengers books. And well, one of the things I figured out is I'm missing three annuals, but I'll find them eventually. And one of them I know is in here somewhere. I just gotta locate it. Um, but I did not know that it was that about Zini all the time. <laughs> I tell you, is a pimp. I did not know that there was um, because the most recent version or volume of Avengers is called Avengers, the Avengers Volume Seven, which is what's currently coming out now. That uh-huh. also had the miniseries mixed in with it, right? With with the point one issues. So, um, the um, there, and I've got like stuff for Volume. One, you know, because one is the first run. Two is when they went to hear the heroes re- reborn, whatever world. Right. The, then they came back with the new numbering. Yeah, that's volume return. three, and then you go volume four and five is the two Avengers, uh, you know, like 2010 and I think 2015, and then there's a volume six. Volume six is only one issue, and it's a zero issue. It was like a one shot deal but it is technically it's well there is no technically it is volume six and it's one book and i found that um on the way um when i was making one of my trips early this week i was working at a place in tampa and i drove uh a different way home because like i told told you before the show i'm like uh let me see comic book stores near me okay that's on my way home i will stop there on the way home and when i went in there i was able to pick up not one, but two Avengers Zero issues. Because unbeknownst to me, I was missing a Zero issue of Volume Three, which was the reboot. Now I punched it up on the uh, on on the the was it CLZ app. Uh huh. Apparently, there's four different covers to that number. Right. Zero. I uh, yeah. I don't care about the different covers. Mm-hmm. You know, but I yeah. So th- now I've got I've I found. That and the zero issue for volume three. So I'm like, damn, right in this one little hole in the wall store that had only been open for like 50 days. And they had two books that I didn't even know I needed because I, because I bring the app, you know, it's on my mini, uh, my iPad mini, which is like a hand me down from a person, from a person, from a person. And I have a little, it doesn't even have internet on it, but I could, but I have a hotspot that I can link it to. And then I just scanned it, and I was like, oh, this is volume... I don't even have this. I didn't even know this was volume six. Sweet! So, yeah, I can... I'm so you rolling. got a complete run of volume six. I got a complete run of volume six. And, and I didn't know... Like I said, I didn't realize I was missing issue zero of volume three. So now... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's going e- e- even further along. Because right now I'm on the big Avengers kick. I'm trying to finish all my Avengers... Um, related books and i think i need about 30 or 40 issues now to have like like all these series that have come out in the past um like five six years avengers undercover avengers arena young avengers there's two different versions of that um uh you know the new avengers the different volumes in that uncanny avengers well i guess that's enough dilly-dallying and news let's let's move on to the issue at hand and uh Will you be synopsizing? Yeah, I have the book. I have Das Book. Das Book. Das Book. So we yeah, settled uh, it, in it, and ready to listen. Settled in. It is Avengers number one hundred and thirty-two from February nineteen seventy-five. And uh, I guess we'll discuss the cover first before we get into credits, like we usually do. Although the cover is by, let me read here. No, no, no. Okay, Ron Wilson is the pencils, Frank Giacoy is the inks, and Dan Crispy is the letters. And I'm thinking touched up slightly by John Romita Sr. as art director. Mm. Yeah. Looking, I'm looking at like Thor's face and Frankenstein's face. Mm-hmm. Frankenstein monster's face. Please forgive me, people. Please forgive me, purists. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, Right off the bat on the cover, the first thing that I'm, I was just looking at it, critiquing it, uh, I think there was an error in the way the Mantis. monster's left hand is drawn. The one holding the uh, the hammer? 
Mm, it does look a little It off. looks like he drew a right hand and then just added a thumb at the base of it. Hold on. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because I, I just put my hands up like Frankenstein's monster and turned in the same post. <laughs> <laughs> you put up your Frankenstein thumbs? <laughs> yeah, that does look a little off. But um, oh, and I think we were talk talking about this last time. Like Scott pointed out, was it Scott or was it you that pointed out that Manus's costume is is like is just not drawn properly? Yeah, I think Scott pointed out that out. She doesn't have the hula skirt. Yeah, and and Torch has a face, mm -hmm. which it's the original Human Torch, so he should not. Right, right. Uh, looking at it, I mean, I, I like the layout of the cover. But except for Thor and the monster, they're kind of lacking a lot of detail. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Iron Man. I mean, he's still got his little nose, but he still just does. He looks. He looks a little lumpy. Mm -hmm. which, you know, just not crisp. And the torch, with the face, just the face. It almost looks like he's got a big massive eyebrow. You see it? <laughs> he's right? got the unibrow going. He's just got, it just doesn't, yeah, it's not that, and his arm, what's wrong with his other arm? It doesn't look proportioned, right? It's like one big, or is that just because it's, like, he just threw some flame bolts, and it's in motion, is it, yeah, it just doesn't look that good. I mean, because the first thing that sticks out is that Thor and Frankenstein's monster are fighting each other, and Thor's bringing up Mjolnir, and like you said, Frankenstein has one... Uh, the monster has one fist on it while the other one is rearing back getting ready to either grab or punch Thor and Thor's grabbing his nice sexy shag vest going that is very nice material my friend verily we must oh never mind <laughs> but he says um, and in the background you have Iron Man going we can't beat super foes who are already dead oh wait that would be I can't beat super foes who are already dead and Thor says, yet we must fight on until the end. And it says, electrifying announcement. One of the Avengers depicted on this cover will perish in this very issue. But which one? And also we have uh, over towards, uh, in, 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 in the background, uh, I almost said the Knight Rider. Who is that? <laughs> I forget. Uh, oh, oh, that's uh, Midnight. Midnight. The Knight Rider. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. I don't know who he is. Anyway, he's uh, fighting Mantis, who's changed clothes. So if, if uh, you know, the game I would like to play when I used to read things like this, if it said something like that, you know, one, what is it? One of these, one of the Avengers depicted will, will perish. So your choices are Thor, Iron Man, and Mantis, based on the cover. And Mantis isn't even really an Avenger. Mm. But my first guess would be, if one of these three is perishing, it's Mantis. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Wrong. But I would always mm -hmm. like to play that game. Whenever they gave you that, you know, when they gave you who will be the new Avengers, and they show you like a picture. A oh of yeah. Like Fifteen people, and you had to pick which ones. Oh yeah. I would before I read the book, I'd like to, I would always want to register my guess. Wasn't there on one of the covers, or maybe that was an inside splash with uh, Henry Peter Guyrich, and he's like, "What do you have to go?" Or you know, or no, that was on the cover. Was it okay? That yeah. was, I think, shortly after the. Uh, that was during the, the, the Michael thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. That sounds about right. So, uh, I think we pretty much covered the cover. Covered the cover. Covered the cover. So our inside credits. Uh, the title of the story is Kang War, I I. Oh, sorry, Kang War Two. Roman numerals always confuse me. Credits. We have Steve Englehart, the plot. Uh, Roy Thomas, script and editor. Sal Buscema, pencils. Joe Staten on the inks. John Costanza, the letters. And Petra Goldberg is the colorist. And our story goes a little like this. The Avengers and Mantis have been separated and trapped in the labyrinths of Limbo. Sounds like a bad nightclub. Where Kang and his Legion of the Unliving are the cover band. Wait, no. Legion of the Unliving seek to capture Mantis and kill the Avengers. 
Frankenstein's monster, his clouded mind harder for Kang to control than the rest of the Legion, wanders off alone and battles Thor. Back on Earth, Libra is investigating the Avengers' disappearance in Saigon when suspicious police try to arrest him. He fights them off and escapes to an alley where he confers, confers with the same green glowing swordsman figure Mantis saw earlier. Meanwhile, in Limbo, Vision fights the assembled Legion single-handedly, holding his own long enough to escape by phasing through a wall. The Legion's Midnight tries to subdue fellow martial artist Mantis, who resists and flees. Iron Man and Hawkeye find each other in a lover's I mean, in the maze, just in time to meet Kang and his Legion. Outnumbered and fighting a losing battle, Iron Man urges Hawkeye to flee in search of their teammates for backup. And Hawkeye reluctantly complies after a brief fight. Shortly after his departure, the Legion's Human Torch kills Iron Man. The Ghost, phasing through the maze's walls in search of vision, declines to attack Mantis since he knows she must be taken alive. He soon finds Vision, and the two wraith-like foes fight until the ghost phases into Vision, sparking an explosion that seemingly destroys the ghost and leaves Vision gravely injured as a distraught Mantis rushes to the android's aid. There's a lot going on in this book. I'm glad I didn't have to synopsize it, because you know how long it takes me to synopsize anything. We're all glad. Oh, I, hey. And by the way, that information was courtesy of the Marvel Comics Index to the Avenger. Which is in three, four pieces. Because I read that book a lot. So, um, opening page. <laughs> Splash page. Hmm. It's interesting. It's not derivative of anything that's going to be we're actually going to see. But I like the artwork. Don't it, want it. But it's impressive, yeah. It 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 reminds me you now. It, it's it feels to me like Busema and Staten. Now I think Scott disagreed with me on this because I kind of feel like each issue that they've done together, they've developed a little bit more of of a relationship where the artwork has looked a little better each time to me. Mm-hmm. And this is really starting to look, and I think I said this last time too. This is looking to me like when Klaus Janssen was inking uh, Busima uh, on the Defenders, which is, in my opinion, among the best stuff that Busima ever did. Mm-hmm. And and that's what this looks similar to to me. I only have one nitpick, and it's really, really major. And I, I have if- one nitpick, and I don't know if you, if you have the same one. Uh, is it I'm going to I'm gonna say what I what I see, and then you tell me if it's what you were thinking. Okay. That Hawkeye doesn't have an arrow. Exactly. No, no, no. Wait, he has an arrow because I just zoomed in. There is a there is a head, and there is a feather. There is no shaft in the middle because that part of his hand that is the you can see the actual tip of the arrow, but it's flesh colored. And then back. Okay. In. See now, I, what you're saying is the tip I thought was part of the hand grip on the bow. No, I mean. And I'm what you're in. what you're saying is the feather I thought was like just a muscle shadow on his arm. I guess that could be. I well, it could be. I think it could, it, be, it could be either. I mean, you could be right yeah. as well. I, I my guess is the part that you think is the head of the arrow probably is meant to be the head of the arrow, and Busima probably drew that thinking that. Staten would add the shift. Mm-hmm. Because he's got his bow drawn and there's nothing in it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. He's like, I'm going... Wait, no, never mind. But I, I, re- I really like the way Kang looks. Oh, yeah. He's very uh, very ominous, he, 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 even in his diver's helmet. Because he's he looks a little bit better proportioned now. It's not it, The head's not too big for the body. And he's, no, uh, and, he, and he looks menacing. Well, yeah, because they're all down in the lower portion. You have Hawkeye, Vision, Thor, Iron Man, and Mantis in her correct outfit. And they're in like, it looks like they're standing on clouds. And up above them, Kang's purple hands are coming over the cloud. And he's looming over them. It's, yeah, it's, 
it's really pretty cool. It's really cool, man. <laughs> and then we uh, uh, skip to the Lou, my darling. <laughs> we skip to the roll call of the of the Legion of the Unliving, the the uncanny Legion of the Unliving, or the oh. Battalion from behind, beyond. Take your pick. The Battalion from Beyond. Enough now, now I'm gonna, you know, I, I just finished saying I think that this is as good as Salbusima looks, and yet I'm gonna nitpick little things on each page. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom in on on Wonder Man at that top panel. Oh, you mean Angry he looks Wonder like, Man? He looks, looks like, like Ambush Bug. <laughs> he does. I'm Angry Iron Man, or I'm Angry Wonder Man. Well, this is, you know, you keep in mind this is before I think any decision was made to revive him. Yeah, because I think he's revived in like 156, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. When I zoom in, those little, the line in his mask looks like antennae coming from his eyes. And the eyes don't look quite right, and he looks like Ambush Bug. Other than that, I like that first panel. I think the detail in it is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Even on on the, uh, what you call it, the... The ghost, uh, the ghost's face, mm -hmm. and the torch does not have a face. Yeah, and he managed to. There's a lot squeezed into that one panel, including Immortus and, and Ramatut, who seem to be bending down so that they could fit in underneath the word balloons. Can't fit under this word balloon. It's like somebody shoved him in the uh, tube. It was still a little too short for his hat, so he's like bending over, stooped the whole time, saying "Kang." And uh, release me and call call off your mission of revenge before it's too late. Never, dog. And he's just bitching about, you know, oh, I can't believe I'm going to be such a simpering weakling in the future. Yeah, I like the way he's arguing with himself. <laughs> my very name is Conqueror, and I'll not have it sullied, even by myself. <laughs> Self? Uh, stay where you belong, locked us alongside Immortus. It was his weirdling power which raised these six super slaves from the dead. But now I need him no longer, Ramatut, and I never needed you. Onward into the crypts. Onward, dead soldiers. Oh. To the destruction of the accursed Avengers. And then we see where Frankenstein's like, or the Frankenstein monster. It's uh, Kang's mastery is complete over those creatures he has raised from the dead. But the Frankenstein monster summoned from the year 1898 is not dead. At least not in the usual sense. It is the many bodies of which he, he is composed that have died, not he. And so as Kang's reverberating shouts grow more distant. All right, everybody over here. So do the mental commands within his still dazed brain, and he wanders away to pursue his own unguessed at destiny, where he became a male model. Perhaps. The next page, I like this that first uh, shot on the next page. I, actually, this whole five page... You know what? Actually, <laughs> the next two pages the whole are really good. Um, but it opens with Thor. Um, I guess he's just, yeah, oh yeah, he's trying to smash through the wall by the grim visage of Hogan. Oh, Hogan, not Hogan. You know, Bob Crane from Hogan's Heroes. Hogan, Hogan. <laughs> Can such an unwanted, an unwanted wonder be? Mere moments past, I stood with four other Avengers in the teeming streets of Saigon. Now I languish in some unknown corridor alone, but for the mental rage of Kang, which I felt an instant agone. And even Mjolnir cannot shatter the stones that hem me in. Yet mayhap there may be another way. And uh, he uses his, he calls forth, you know, the thunder, the lightning, and then he's just sad, dejected Thor. Not. So this makes no sense to me. So I'll just become Donald Blake. Well, I mean, I you know, I guess you know. I mean, the logic they give you is that maybe there's something unique about his physical yeah. makeup that keeps him there. Right. Since since 
it's clearly not subject to the normal physical laws because otherwise he would have shattered that brick wall with Mjolnir when he hit it. The fact that he didn't tells him there's something wrong. You know, they were taken there suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, transported there. So, I mean, I guess there's a certain logic to maybe, tra- you know, changing back to Dawn Blake might have an impact. Yeah, but as soon as he saw the monster, he should have turned back into Thor. I mean, well, well granted, it makes for more, uh, um, you know, it's a with the whole battle because um, he turns and he, you know, attacks him with a stick. Ooh, you have a stick, a pointed stick. And um, the monster just yokes him up. You, you would have the Scott Gardner sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right there. He should have, you know, tapped the, can- the cane down immediately as soon as he... Because he did hear the monster coming from down the hall. Mm-hmm. And, and we didn't get the traditional, nothing that big can move that fast comment. <laughs> yeah, because he's pretty much on top of him in no time. There's plenty of time to have hit the ground. Oh, yeah, he could easily just boom. You know what's nice about that picture where, where the monster's confronting him is the monster seems to actually have a right and a left hand. <laughs> well, you know what? He is Frankenstein's monster. Maybe he did have two left hands. Uh-huh. Two left feet. He couldn't dance. Yeah, there you go. Maybe that's why he's angry all the time. Because he's got... And I, go ahead. Because he's got two, he's left, got two hands. left hands. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I think it's two right hands. Um, two left feet, two right hands. Oh, man, he's screwed. I mean, the, the narration balloons say that, or the narration boxes say that he instinctively lashed out at him with the walking stick, which really doesn't make sense either because his instinct should be immediately to convert to Thor. Hmm. Though he had no wish to kill when he first stalked towards the human... <laughs> Now he feels the bloodlust raging within him. So had he not hit him with the, with the stick, the monster was going to leave him alone. He would have been like, yeah, okay, just a human. And uh, in the course of that, while he's being choked out, um, like David Carradine... Oh, wait, sorry. Too soon? Sorry. Um, he strikes the stick against the cold stone floor. The answer comes in a flash of light. And an immortal, oh, excuse me, an invincible, yeah, and an invincible immortal arm. Get thee hence, creature. I should use that at work. What? So, uh, oh, the monster looks so sad. And then he looks, and then he's angry. And he brings his massive fist down, and uh, Thor just stops that big old fist. But then, Still am I the god of thunder. Yeah. Clearly thou are a mute, yet possessed of sheer brutish strength. In my mind, that's the way he talks. You don't think he's more, uh... More, yeah. more thou hast stitches on thy head and hands, as if thou wert a thing of patchwork. Ah... Maybe he's more like Truman Capote. Yeah. But no, surely that with doth cross my mind is madness beyond compare. Or perhaps Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Though that our fellow wayfarer in this dread place, as much as upon his eye. Yeah, see? Yet if not, we may be learned by questioning thee. <laughs> or maybe Sean Connery. Or perhaps mine only choice is to set thee free and follow thee. Okay, I guess we're having enough of this. Till I learn what base villain hath ripped us both <laughs> untimely from the earth we knew and plunged us into a world of catacombs made. Thank you. And good night. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in Saigon, mm-hmm. a jump we can make far more easily than Thor. A mysterious hooded figure who we determined last uh, season episode was the what is it? I I said he looked like what the time the timekeeper or the, the time trapper or the, uh, the time time trapper I think it, it is. yeah from from the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, 
He does. I mean, it's the <laughs> same coloring and everything. He's got a. Didn't he have like a rope around his robe too? I don't remember. Mm. So anyway, the uh, the police in Saigon are. There's yeah, we have we have another guy in the background with the rice hat on. <laughs> They're all over the place in Saigon. Yeah, because really, aren't those hats supposed to be for when you're in the rice field? You know, protection from the sun. But well, I guess if you wanted to walk around town with them, maybe your guy's hot. He wants to keep the sun off of him. No? Yes? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the cops are coming up and uh, start beating on this guy because he. They want to know, you know, what happened to the costume Americans. And uh, we find out one guy's name is uh, Wen Lai. And I'm not going to, I don't want to offend anybody, so I won't, I won't voice the Saigon police. Unless you want to. No, 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 no. <laughs> and, oh man, does he take that guy down? Sign says, stand away, fool. Libra rules at the love shack. And he kicks their butts. I have no time to trifle the likes of you. No time at all. In a speech which belies his clinging robes, the hooded form races toward a nearby alleyway where he may be safe, at least for a time, from prying eyes. These eyes. Dun, 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 dun. I found a green swordsman. So anyway, they're placing hand to forehead. He stands an awesome, an awesome, agonized concentration. Oh, concentration for long. I've never been in awesome, agonized concentration. No, you haven't lived. <laughs> How? What? How would that be? I mean, the awesome just doesn't. Awesome means you're, you know. What if it said incredible agonized concentration? I would go with that. I think awesome is a extreme, portion. extreme agonized concentration. Yes, awesome. No, because awesome I would equivalent to happy, happy agonized concentration. No, stupendous. Ooh, ooh, that's mm, that's a possible. Ginormous. Wait, now, that's that's not even is, a word. Is this the first we see of his at face? all of the of the Kowati, uh swordsman? Well, he was. He had a. He, well, he. No, was, he appeared in the last yeah. issue, right? He, yeah, this but is the he first time. He, yeah, this is the first time he talks, and it's you know, I guess hinted who he is. Well, well, no, there's really not not e even a, a hint at who who he is. No, not yet. Just glowing green swordsman. But the guy in the hood, you know, he seems to know who he is. And uh, so they have a little chit chat, you know, and. Um, the green swordsman says, uh, you, know, you seek Mantis. Well, you seek Mantis and she will be back. It is preordained for she, for is she not the celestial Madonna? I, so they say. And then it says, to repeat last issue's admission, no, this glowing green swordsman was not part of Kang's conjuring. It's part of somebody else's. And then we see two Avengers trapped like rats in a maze. We, we have an overhead shot of uh, the labyrinth, and we have Hawkeye walking one way and Iron Man walking another down a, looks like a big giant, you know, mouse mousetrap type. Yeah, with a brick wall in between them and apparently totally oblivious to each other's presence. Yeah, I mean, they could probably just hop over those. Why, why wouldn't you just, if, unless, because uh, it looks like they could just stand on that. Why would you stay in a maze when you could probably just stand on top of that wall? Maybe you can't. Maybe that's just an artistic view of it. Oh, this is like a cross-sectioning, maybe, perhaps? That's the, that's the way I'm reading it. No. This is often... It says the Avengers are having enough problems of their own, just wandering the labyrinth of limbo, often passing within mere yards of each other, all unknowing. And then we, uh, we have a shot of Kang and company... And they realize that the monster is, uh, or Baron Zemo realizes that the, the monster of Mary Shelley is no longer with us. No matter, we will find him in no time. And he does a little pun here, especially since this is a time, a land where time does not exist. Now, in, in between uh, Zemo's two legs, there's, I guess, an effort to just kind of have a shadow of something behind him. 
but it almost looks like the lines you'd put to have his like legs all shaky. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just imagining him like barely able to walk while the others are, the guys are going. I need a rest. I'm tired. <laughs> so and as then, the, and the close up, if, if you look close up, Wonder Man's face looks just as uh, ambush buggy as it did in the first. Oh yeah, it does. Wow. Yeah, no change there. And the ghost is just ah, wow, the ghost. Whew. What's with that hair? Oh, he's a nasty looking dude. Yeah. Mm. So Kang just re- reiterates to everybody, you can kill anybody, but don't kill Matt Mantis. And Zemo like peeks around the corner. Hey, look, wait, down here, Masters. Is this one of those you seek? Well, who? Well, I mean, I guess other things could be in here, but you know, Limbo's a big place. Yeah. Well, although Zemo does uh, say, I do not recall him from my own sojourn on Earth, but he has a look of the accursed Avengers about him. And Vision's like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> just, just going back two panels. The the ghost over here. He's drawn with like just the, the the Sydney Fields ring around his head, and then a bald top. But in that first panel, early in earlier in the issue, he had a full head of black hair. He wasn't mm. bald on the top. So inconsistency there. Mm. I don't know which is the accurate one. Yeah. And then uh, now Vision's like, ah, Kang, I should have known this was you. And uh, he sticks Wonder Man and the Human Torch on him, hoping to just basically shake him up. And they're like, well, we don't. Uh, the Torch is like, don't know why we must, but why, but we why we must attack, but can't resist his commands. Um, but Wonder Man has no qualms. Wonder Man, aka Ambush Bug, has no qualms about doing that, and uh... and he's talking like a real, you know, real two-dimensional villain. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm trying to remember his early appearance. It's been a while since I've read it. He... Issue number nine. Yes, number nine, number nine, number nine. Oh, sorry, I went into a Beatles loop. Um, I don't really remember him being more than a cardboard villain back then but I could be wrong I know when he comes back it's when he gained you know he gets some depth to him mm-hmm. and some good fashion sense that's what I wanted I wanted that red jacket when I was a kid <laughs> but we'll get to the red jacket eventually so uh, <laughs> Wonder Man goes to strike the vision and uh, that's not a smart idea because he plows his fist into him and he's made his uh, body as hard as a diamond and then the torch attacks and the flame just whoosh goes right through him and uh, Zemo and and uh, the ghost move in well here's, here's a question for you mm-hmm. uh, the fact that he makes himself intangible does that mean he can't feel heat Mm, well, the fire would pass through. So, what you're saying with the heat damage is technology? Yeah. Uh, I don't know because it's not there technically. No, it's there. It's just intangible. And I'm, I don't know. I mean, it's just like a, the concept hit me. Like, okay, you can't touch him, but does that mean it's not that he's not there? He's there. But is he there? Like, so, I mean, he's basically. Well, um, you know, I remember. I've never, I have never thought this out either. It just occurred to me when I saw this panel just now. Well, because how does it? His his power basically, you know, he makes himself intangible. I guess. Is this in Blaine's? Um, it's been a while since I've listened to those. Did he cover the, the visions intangibility? I'm not sure if he did or not. I don't recall. Because the way I've always looked at it is, is that he separates the distance between his molecules. That's kind of the way I perceive it as well. So, that being said, I mean, because he, he still has a cohesive form, because he just doesn't poof disappear on the wind. He can still hold his form, but yeah, does does it feel heat? Hmm. Interesting. Or cold. Or cold. Yeah. 
Hmm. Now, the way that panel is drawn, it looks fine until you look at his arms. Look, look like as they go down to the wrists. Yeah, they're way too. Yeah, they're that's bad. They're at a strange angle and mm-hmm. no longer anatomically correct. Yeah, because one wrist is way too small. And plus, is hold on, I'm trying to see where my hands would be if I was standing. Hold on, let me stand up. Oh, science. Okay, so if I stand up. My hands are almost even, excuse the term, with my junk, right? So, those hands are going way past his junk. Well, so I can't say it bothers me that he's not handling his junk, but it just they just don't look right. No, no. And on the and on the next page, I mean the next panel. Uh, that's not a good panel. <laughs> yeah, Kang, Kang has very little arms there. Kang looks like he's... It's like little, little baby Kang. <laughs> like he's, you know, he either somebody scored a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> and Zemo looks a little... I, they, all three of them just don't look... Yeah, that's not a great panel, I agree. No. But then... Zemo, Van, Sch- Van Stratton, kill him! Kill him! <laughs> we have a master... We're all, and then uh, the ghost. Uh, we're all we're all Nazis as subservient as you, Zemo, when they could not bully their their way to power. So he's getting a little digs in. And the next panel is brings everything back because that's a pretty good looking shot of the vision. Mm-hmm. All the uh, he's shooting his eye beams. He's blasting Zemo. And it, it's it's weird because he says, "Amazing, I can stun you, yet you absorb my solar energy blast." Now, is that something that just is happening because of limbo? That's not something. I, I guess because Zemo didn't have superpowers. Yeah, and it says, "And to continue the barrage would weaken me. Better than to depart, so that I can choose the time and place of our next meeting." And he's whoosh, phasing into a wall, and he disappears. And uh, poof, goes through the wall. And then now Kang's like, you blundering dolts, I should have left you all where I found you, suffering forever the tortures of the damned. (laughs) The ghost, you, what do you know, Kang, of the torments of hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blabada, 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 exposition, exposition. (laughs) (laughs) And exposition, exposition, I will go after him. Blah, 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 blah. And now we have a couple of nice panels of Mantis. Mm-hmm. Well, what's nice is the third one, she actually looks Asian, which is something that escapes the artists in most cases. Yeah. Yeah, she does. And she's got some side boob in the previous panel. See it there? there? Yep. I'm scratching it with my mouse because I'm a perv. See, I would say on, on these three panels, she does look Asian, and then we get to the fourth one, and we're back to just having her be kind of more Caucasian, you know, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And she's fighting um, Midnight. Mm-hmm. After Midnight. We're going to fight Mantis in Limbo. After Midnight. After Midnight. I don't have any more lines. I just heard Yoda at your house. Yep. And uh, now we have Immortus. Uh, well, um, so she pretty much runs from midnight. And then we cut elsewhere in Limbo Land, like it's a you know amusement park. <laughs> you've got Kang. Uh, excuse me. You've got Ramatut and. Uh, Immortus and Immortus looks like somebody took his toys or something. <laughs> and uh, they're basically just both, you know. Immortus is mad and Ramatut is just way too calm, which just makes Immortus more mad. Oh, it would make me mad. 
<laughs> yeah, Mortis definitely looks like a big crybaby. <laughs> and then uh, we almost get a Yul Brenner line from Ramatut. Who knows that which is written? Who knows what will be done? Awake will be in the end. And moving right along, the rest of our cast of players, Iron Man and and Hawkeye finally meet up in Limbo. Limbo. (laughs) And is it me? The way... uh, On the next page, after they've been talking to each other, and they're, uh, they're, when somebody yells at them, there are your costume prey, attack my unliving league. You know, Kang is yelling that off panel. And they both whip around their heads, and Hawkeye's eyes are staring one, one, one direction. But the way, you know, how sometimes you can see Iron Man's eyes through his... Mm-hmm. You can't see them there, but there's, like, one of them's got a black dot on one side of the left eye. <laughs> and then the right eye has another black dot right next to the nose and there's another black dot on the other side so it almost looks like like he's like is you know what i'm saying like like his eyes are, are you talking about in the one where they're turning around to look or the one yes, before that the one where they're tur- turning around to look i don't see the black dots well not a black dot it's just like a black square in the corner okay of the eye slit oh i see what you're talking about yeah like almost like that could be his eye no, I think that's just supposed to be shadow. I I know, but it looks funny. But it's still it's still all right. It's all right. It's all right. And they're turning to face the fact that Kang, the Torch, Ambush Bug, and Zemo are rushing towards them. <laughs> I like in that panel that Hawkeye's already pulling an arrow out of his quiver. It's a little tiny arrow. Little little baby. It's, it's arrow. a dainty arrow. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Wonder Man plows into Iron Man first, and Hawkeye takes out. I don't know what the hell does he blow up? Was Zemo holding something? Can't tell. Oh, Not sure what he oh, did. okay. He says uh, it's really Captain America who ought to be zapping your little pasty gun, Zemo baby. Okay. While I hope you won't mind a designated pinch hitter. Then my oldest, my oldest, my oldest, most hated foe is not among Kang's captives. No matter, I shall wreak my vengeance, revenge, vengeance, upon, revenge upon instead upon his friends. And then uh, Iron Man's, uh, you know, he keeps knocking down Wonder Man, but he keeps getting up. Knocks down, but he keeps it. He get gets knocked again. down, and he gets up again. You're never going to keep him down. He gets knocked down. He gets up again. He's one demand, Simon Williams. Oh, Simon Williams, Simon Williams, Simon Williams. No? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Hawkeye, then maybe this really is limbo like Kang claimed. Kang claimed anything can happen in a nutty place like this. Waka, waka, waka. Which means there's only one course open. Run! <laughs> Come on, Otis. Let's go. He <laughs> just just shot him in the leg and flown away on his <laughs> on his battery powered uh, his solar powered batteries. Uh, but uh, Hawkeye won't leave. But then Hawkeye. Yeah, I mean, you know, then um, Iron Man changes his mind. And Hawkeye feels bad, and Iron Man is getting the bejesus uh, pumped out of him, and then uh, the 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 torch goes for a nice little hug, and Iron Man lets out a hey It's like he melts him down. It's, well, he, yeah, they don't make it clear exactly what physical damage is sustained, but. They do say he's dead. Yeah. Well, you no pulse, it. no heartbeat. He is done. Hmm. It says it. Um. It says for such is the raging atomic heat of the torch's unbreakable grip 
that it melts or fuses most of the printed circuits within his vaulted armor. And without his life-giving chestplate to sustain him, it is mere moments before the Golden Avenger can be pronounced dead. No pulse, no heartbeat. He is done. Stick a fork in him. He is done. You have done well. You have done your work well, Android. So, then it jumps again to Mantis and the Ghost. Sounds like a bad sitcom. And uh, the Ghost is pretty much. He's like, uh, the Celestial Madonna must be spared. I gotta run. See you guys. Ghost yeah. out. <laughs> And Mantis is like, again, this talk of me. Oh, notice she didn't say this one. Well, maybe, mm, that's she's, that's true. maybe it's because she's inner monologuing. Because when she sees the ghost, she says, so, this one is confronted with would-be assassins on all sides. Come then, your visage is awesome enough. Again, a misuse of the word. Well, I guess awesome could be overwhelming. Um, you know what? I don't know. I could, maybe I'll take back my earlier criticism of the word awesome. I awesome. just always I just always assume awesome is good, but I guess it could be. Yeah, well, anyway. Let us see if your fighting prowess matches it. Ooh, burn. In, in theory, it could be of great scope. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. See if... Oh, wait, wait, wait. So... Wait a minute. Oh. For to harm you is forbidden. Come on. <laughs> Planet forbidden. Yeah. For, for to harm you is forbidden by him who called me forth. The celestial Madonna must be fed. It is the vision whom I see. The vision! <laughs> Trying to do the fish guy from Star Trek 3. Santa says it's planet forbidden. Anyway. So, so he quickly finds the vision, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, poof, comes around the corner. It's like, you know. My uh, vision, I have come to request that you join me in that. It is an invitation I shall not allow you to refuse. But why? I do not know you. <laughs> <laughs> the vision is suddenly Darth Vader. I sense a nearness, an eerie presence I've not felt since. Oh, <laughs> the vision's got the mad purple eyes. Yeah, it's kind of cool. He gets he gets the tables turned on him because he shoots his heat rays Whoosh. at the ghost, and the ghost is intangible. I am I am just one Stratton. He who was damned to sail the sea paths till the end of time. Did you truly think anything could stop one who has come twice from beyond the grave? For what you are, for what I am not. What? <laughs> For what you are, for what I am not, you must die. <laughs> You're supposed to do the vision now. Oh, uh, uh, enough then. I know that men's ways are strange, and that may be if. Jeez. Never mind. Now, actually, uh, what does he say there? Perhaps not, if this more aggressive stance will... Impressive, I must admit, you become unsolid, then solidify within a man, cause him a pain and harm. But not you, not you! I am already a damned soul, and those beyond... I turned into Arnold Schwarzenegger, sorry. <laughs> and that's beyond your power to harm. To touch or harm, but you are not beyond mine. Like a fiery explosion, the searing pain strikes the android Avenger, and he who has never known pain, well, I don't think that's the case, suddenly feels it and fiercely, though only for an instant. Then Mantis is there, and I like that. That's a pretty cool shot there. Mm -hmm. Too bad it's so small. Because she's running and like her hair is like flowing behind her. She looks she looks pretty cool. It's like almost like Batman's cape. Yeah. This one heard you scream. And again, nobody knows how she doesn't look Asian in that picture. It was a sound, a voice she had 
she had never heard. No, now she's really referring to herself in the third person. It was a sound of voice she had never heard before, and yet, oh no, it cannot be. See, she wow, she's really going off the. You lie so still, so unmoving. This one does not need to touch you to know to fear with her innermost being. You are dying. And no voice, either from within or without, resounds to tell the heart-stricken mantis that she is wrong. No voice at all. In the labyrinth of limbo, for a long, lingering moment, all is silence. To be concluded in the forthcoming Giant Size Avengers number three in a tale we call What Time Hath Put Asunder. No, that's the way I was going to read that, too. My, my uh, narrator voice. Now it says to be concluded, but we know that's not true. Well, I want to. I mean, I guess kinda, it kind of does. It's almost a non sequitur, but I'm going to throw out. Uh, I saw Kirk put something. I don't even think it was on the the bins page. I think it was on like the Marvel Comics page, asking people what they considered to be the true ending of this story. And it seemed like the more popular thought was that this goes through to the. Uh, to the cowboy era stuff. Oh, up into one forty-two with um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So my yeah, inclination, my inclination is that we go that far. Yeah, because it's the, the story ends and it picks right back up again. So my inclination is to keep going until we get to that actual, you know, real conclusion to the story. I, I say we don't end it at the giant size Avengers number four. Oh well, we can do that. Yeah. I don't know if anybody wants to listen to it, but that's besides the point. Oh my god, stop! Stop the. So, what do you think overall? Oh, hold on. Uh, It crashed for a second. I can bring it back up. They make little pills for that. Not that. Oh. Restore. Thank you. Oh, R2 is here. Oh no. Or two, it is you, it is! Um, I mean, for a book with a lot of exposition, not too much happens. I mean, it's just a lot of, I guess, uh, to copy a phrase, punchy, punchy, run, run. Well, yeah, but I do think it's building suspense as it goes on. Well, yeah, it's starting and, to and make and you, you feel like their of... plight is a little bit more hopeless as it goes on. Yeah, and you do have the... the the apparent death of Iron Man. So yeah, I'm, I'm. I was pretty cool with this one. I liked it. Oh yeah, I mean, as for the continuing narrative, but you know, it's because I mean, there's little spots popped in here to to further along. You know, they, they we always come back to the Celestial Madonna, which is what the storyline is. But and I know we'll eventually find out what the deal is with Immortus. But I guess he's just, you know, playing a, a dupe. You know, he's seemingly, oh, he's angry, I was tricked. But in, what, three, four issues time, the, uh, there's, there's going to be a big shift. Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. We're getting there. Get there. We'll get there. The art oh, 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 overall is a lot better than it was a few issues ago. I think so. Yeah. I think it's been improving as it goes on. I think there's a couple of spots that we pointed out, and I think it was more nitpicky than anything else, because I think overall the art is pretty strong in the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess, you know, we could rate it. Uh, I thought the cover, I think it's a good layout. It's dramatic. It kind of shows you what's going on. It makes me want to read the book. Uh, I really like the layout, but the fine, well, the finishing work on it, I think it lacks a lot of detail, especially on everybody except for Thor and the monster. So I'm going to say a B- minus on the cover. The interior art, with the exception of a couple of spots that we talked about, I think is very strong. I'm going to say a B-plus on the interior art. And the story, like you say, there's a lot of punchy, punchy, run, run, but I do feel it's it's a well-done, almost a little bit of a haunted house kind of story. Mm, yeah, because you, uh, you're around the corner and there's a different... Uh, different a, dead, a different ghost coming at you. Yeah. 
So I, I really like the story, and I'm going to give it a B plus also, and I'm going to give the book overall, despite the B minus on the cover, I'm giving the book overall a B plus. Um, I think I'm pretty much going to concur with all that, just to, not to, you know, short, short, short shifted, but I don't have anything different to add to that. You know, I mean, so overall, I, I, I'd say it's a B plus book as well. All right. I mean, the opening splash is really good. Aside from the missing arrow. But that's <laughs> and then the two pages of Thor battling the monster is good. Having re-redisposed <laughs> of the monster. <laughs> yeah. But the bad standout would be Wonder Man as ambush bug. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's the biggest negative. But I, again, they really hadn't fleshed out the Wonder Man character at this point. So to draw him as a two-dimensional villain kind of see, you know, was kind of fitting for what his character was at that point. Yeah. No, you're right. The ghost did have a full head of hair on that on the second page, then suddenly the top of his head shaved off like a monk. Hmm. Curious. Let me go look back in a previous issue real quick to see if that was the case. I thought he had a full head of hair all the time. Uh, wow, you know he's not even on the cover of the pre- the ghost of the previous issue. Did we point that out? I don't remember. I don't think we did because we've got Midnight, Wonder Man, Human Torch, Frankenstein, and Zemo, and no ghost. Huh. Oh yeah, I definitely see an improvement in the art looking back at this. Because it was spotty to where it would change. Like some, some, like it's it's more consistently better. More consistently better. <laughs> more yeah. better. More better. What st- you said. More better stuff. Yeah, it looks like he was missing. Yes, it was a mistake because he's missing. He has no hair on the top of his head in these shots from the previous issue. So yeah, there was a goof this issue hmm. what a goof we caught a nitpick yeah well I guess that ends uh, our show for today what do we got next time next time on an all new Avengers spotlight we'll be having giant size Avengers number three yes we will what time hath put asunder so, and once again, that's an issue that I covered in... That was the first book I covered as a co-host on Back to the Bins. So if you're curious as to what I thought then, so that you can make fun of me because I say something totally different <laughs> when we cover it now, then you can go back and seek out that episode. Until then, Avengers... Uh, assimilate? Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, Avengers Awesome. <laughs> There you go. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. All right, hold on a second. The cat just went behind the TV on the other side of the room. And the cat's in the TV under the room. Oh, I don't want to drop, run it in. I got to get him out of here. He's going to get electrocuted to spell his doom.
Oh, hold on. I'll be right back. When you gonna bury him? I don't know, Bill. But he's starting to smell now. Hey, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin has a real smell now. Reminds me of the chipmunks. It's Bill Seville. Alvin. You almost expect him to hear, to hear. What do you want? He's disappeared. So like, let me tell you about the way he looks, the way he acts, and the color of his hair. And when you look for him, he's not there. He went behind the TV, and I went over there, and he's not there. He's gone. He's got to be behind one of the comic book boxes. He's gone. Oh, uh, got the devil to replace him. He's gone. Created a monster. I'm, I'm, I'm turning into you. <laughs> I was singing Cats in the Cradle. You were calling Alvin. I was playing Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> I don't know where that little bastard went. I don't hear any noise. It's like he just disappeared. Like Kaiser Sose. Uh, all right, well. Best yeah. trick the devil ever played was convincing people he doesn't exist. True. I guess I'll have to search for him later. If I hear any loud crashes, I'll find him then. I've been searching for so long to find an Alvin. <laughs> oh! Alvin! Where is he? I just heard the garage door thump. Oh, what, what are you doing? I see him. Hold on. Get out of my clothes bin! Get out of my clothes and into my car. <laughs> One more song. What other songs can we come up with here at Bill's expense? There'll be a lot of editing here. Or not a lot, and then you'll all get to listen to this. Singing and all. Yeah, come on. Get out of here. Get, 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 get. Crazy cat. Go on. Shoot. All right, all right, all right. Just hold on. I'm opening the door. There you go. Go. <sighs> <sighs> Dangerous cat interlude. Okay. I don't know how much of that will remain in. Oh, you could always stick it at the end or something. Yeah, that's possible. Okay, so where was we? <laughs>